This is your host, Jason Lucard. It's uh, Thursday night, May 1st. Happy May Day for anyone who knows what that is. I don't. Uh, dark times for the Indians. A six-game losing streak on a rough California road trip. Uh, last place in the division, already five and a half games back of the Tigers. Feels pretty bleak. And uh, we'll see. It's a long season, lots of time, but... After 92 wins last year, this is not where I thought we'd be at the end of the first month, but here we are. Uh, I want to get right to things. My guest tonight is one of our writers at Let's Go Tribe. He's uh, He's been a longtime reader and commenter, and then he joined us as a writer a few months ago. Uh, welcome to the show, Phil Karras. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad to. Uh, so... Let's let's get right to the losing streak. How how are you doing this week? Uh, you know, I mean, things could be better, eh? Um, <laughs> uh, like you said, it's certainly not what I expected out of this year, uh, and uh, I'm I'm not quite sure that we're going to be able to recover from it. What's been the um, most yeah? What's been the most surprising part of it for you? The most surprising part of it for me, I think. I, it sounds weird to say it, but the rotation actually. I, uh, I mean, losing losing Casimir and Jimenez, uh, you know, everybody thought that the rotation was going to be a little shaky. But I had a lot more faith in Justin Masterson, and maybe uh, sort of naively, um, Danny Salazar. And to see uh, Salazar looks like maybe he's starting to put it together, uh, but Masterson has been a huge disappointment. And uh, it's hard to say what what really is the cause of it. The, maybe the drop in velocity, but it's starting to right. starting to make things look like the the not signing the extension might have been a good call. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was uh, I was definitely among those who were mad when, and we don't know the exact details, but the that supposedly yeah. he was willing to sign for an extra two years and seventeen million a year seemed ridiculous that the Indians wouldn't go for it. But you're right, right now. Yep. He does not look like a seventeen million dollar pitcher. Um, yeah, and, you mentioned. Uh, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, um, I was just going to say you mentioned Salazar. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Uh, you know, you said you feel like maybe he's starting to turn it around. I felt sort of silly. I said a week ago I thought they should send him to Columbus for a couple of weeks to try to sort some things out, and then he pitched a really good game. Uh, did, did, how much of your confidence did that reestablish? Uh, some, not, not a ton, to be honest, because Salazar was a person last year that I know, uh, like a lot of readers on uh let's go tribe were really high on Salazar at, after last year's performance and justifiably. So, um, I wanted to believe the hype. I wanted to, to get on that train too, but I was always a little skeptical because, you know, here's a guy, it's his first, first real contribution to the bigs. He, even even in his brilliance last year, struggled to go deep into games, and that's right. not the type of thing that bodes well for the future. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of um, it's sort of uh, the, the beginning of this year has sort of solidified that that uh, that doubt I had because that's one of his biggest problems is he just he implodes early in the games, and uh, fortunately the, the the bullpen has been able to withstand it so far, but. 
uh, you know, whether or not that will hold up over 162 games, iffy. Right. Yeah, like you said, he's he looks incredible at times, um, but it's so rare that he strings together enough innings to to make up a game. Uh, he's given up a ton of home runs, and he just I mean he takes so many pitches to get through innings. I think for me that was the most encouraging mm-hmm. part of the last game is that he was able to work efficiently enough. Uh, he was that, a, exactly. You know that he had that yeah, game. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting here. No, 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 no. no. You're, I, the, you're the guest. Go for it. <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to say I, at his worst this year, it almost makes me fear that he is sort of just Carlos Carrasco version 2.0. <laughs> and uh, I really hope that prophecy doesn't come true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's young enough and, and the, you know, the stuff for lack of a better word is there. So, I'm still optimistic that he can he can get it together, uh, but I wasn't totally sold coming into this year that he entirely put it together. You know, there were people talking about him already being the ace of the staff, and you know, it's going to be yeah. an all star this year. And, and I <laughs> pumped the brake on that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I was with you. Yeah, and seeing his last start though, uh, you know, was certainly encouraging. Um, what were your so? As it's for the team as a whole coming into the year, what were your expectations? What did you? I so I'll just caveat this by saying I'm I'm by default kind of a pessimist. So <laughs> I I honestly, while I was hoping that we'd return to the playoffs, uh, I was honestly expecting a not insignificant drop off. I I thought we might be pretty lucky to win 85 games this year. Yeah, um, I think. I think last year was sort of a – it was an unprecedented streak of luck toward the end of the year to, to push us into that one-game playoff. And I, I remember several times last year I was um, – I just had completely written the team off. You know, we've, we had so many sort of sustained losing streaks that we would turn around with uh, miraculous winning streaks that it's it, – it objectively is hard to see – that that level of play being sustained again for a second year in a row. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's this week as things have been going so bad, I keep trying to tell myself crummy the team looked for a lot of last season and how many times I sort of left them for dead. Uh, but it's also hard to sort of think that's going to happen two years in a row. I mean, there's like, you know, we got five months left. A lot can happen, but uh, – you know, it's interesting at Let's Go yeah. Tribe, we did the a predictions contest before the season started and at one point asking people to weigh in on how many games they would win. And I bet the average win total was, you know, 89, 90 wins. And there were people saying they'd win 94, 95 games. And yeah, I, I <laughs> love to have that kind of optimism, but I don't know how a lifetime of cheering for the Indians could leave that kind of optimism <laughs> with you. You know, it's gro- growing up a Clevelander. I've, I've, um, I've always conditioned myself to expect the worst, hope for the best, but expect the worst. And I would have to say, over the thirty years of my life, it, it has really, it has really worked out that way. <laughs> I expect the worst, and you know, usually that's what ends up happening, sports-wise. I'm talking about. I'm not, <laughs> not being a Debbie Downer here, but um, yeah, it, it just. Um, I, I abstained from that predictions thread because I'm also incredibly superstitious. 
<laughs> so uh, I pretty much never weigh weigh in on uh, on predictions, but I, well, I don't think it would have mattered either way. <laughs> <laughs> to get away from the negativity momentarily, we yeah. we can't send it off all night, but momentarily, right? What have you liked so far? Who's impressed you? Who have you been happy with? Well, how can you not like Corey Kluber? Uh, like he, aside from his last start, like. He's been by far the most surprising uh, pitcher to me and pretty pretty obviously the de facto ace so far this year. Uh, and that's just something I remember. I remember hearing there was some conversation. He had a conversation with Kurt Schilling last year and talking about how he really wanted to step up and become the tribe ace. And, and I remember just kind of chuckling at it and thinking, okay, yeah, Corey Kluber is going to be the ace. Sure. <laughs> uh, but, but he has really uh, – he's really – out to prove something this year. And offensively, I don't know. It's hard to hard to pick a bright spot offensively. But I guess until until his recent injury, I would say it was good that Jason Kipnis didn't start off as badly as he did last year. Yeah. Um, True. And again, you know, until about, recently, Michael Brantley has been playing really well. So. Yeah, David Murphy. Can I sell you on a David Murphy? David, <laughs> yes, David Murphy. I admit I was one of the biggest skeptics of that signing, like, oh, man, we gave him two years, $12 million. We could have allocated that to Scott Kazmir. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll happily eat crow on that one. Yeah, he's off to a good start. And it's funny, you know, he was, I think, signed with the expectation, at least outwardly, for fans that he'd be in a platoon with Ryan Rayburn. But he's started against lefties more often than not, too. I think he's he's only sat out maybe two games all year. Um, yeah, um, but, yeah, you're right. There's just not a lot to like from the lineup right now. I mean, Carlos Santana we can talk about more in a minute. I mean, just a, a brutal month for him. Uh, Jan Gomes has seven errors already, which is like a full Ugh. season for an average defensive catcher. Uh, yeah. That's been disappointing. Do you have any, any you know, <laughs> Kipnis, Brantley, and Gomes were all signed to big extensions uh, in the last, you know, five, six weeks. And, and I liked all of them at the time. Um, you know, I think it's a good strategy for a team like the Indians. Do you have any – is a month enough well, to sour you on anything, or are you not concerned about it with those? I, I'm really trying to – I'm really trying to uh, hold back from, from, you know, from, from coming to any conclusions based off of one month of play. But like you said, Gomes – when when Gomes signed his extension, it was sold as, well, hey, even if the guy doesn't hit at all, you know, he's going to be an elite defensive catcher for the next several years, and based on mm-hmm. that alone, the contract's worth it. And I, I was in total agreement with that. The guy could hit 200, and, you know, if he was playing defense the way it was last year, great. But uh, he is, just looks pretty terrible. So, I don't know, maybe it's an early season, you know, early season jitters. Who's to say? Um, I'm not ready to give up and say that that was a bad extension yet, but it is not a great sign. Yeah, and I think uh, catcher defense is such a tricky thing. I mean, the, the errors are, are certainly a problem, and he's throwing balls away, and he's had you know more pass balls, way more you know in terms of per game than he did last year. I, from what you can parse from what's available publicly his pitch framing is apparently you know continues to be really good and that's one of those things the average baseball fan has no idea 
what a big difference right. that can make that you know, a catcher. And right. Carlos Santana was terrible at it. And, you know, just the difference right. between Jan Bones framing pitches and Santana is probably, you know, two or three wins a year. Uh, but, yeah, right. it's really surprising to see so many miscues from him after he was, uh, you know, he was so good back there last season. Yeah, uh, and, and it's not like it's not like he's Chuck Knobloch. Like, he hasn't forgotten how to throw the ball. It seems like, I don't know, anecdotally, I've I've seen several, like, pass balls where it's straight over the plate and the guy just kind of just kind of doesn't catch it, <laughs> which is really weird to see out of Jan Gomes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got to hope it's just know. been a bad month. Uh, cold yeah. weather, maybe. I don't know. It's always fun early in the season to blame anything on cold weather. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, isn't he getting married, too? He he is married. His wife is about to have their first baby any day oh, now. So, yeah, maybe they're, it's... They're having a baby. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember I remember uh, blaming blaming Travis Hafner's struggles on his marriage was a big, uh, a popular popular meme at uh, Let's Go Tribe for a while. <laughs> it's it's one of the great joys of being a sports fan is to take any little tidbit of personal information and try to make up whatever narrative fits their performance at that time. Exactly. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, his wife has the baby in the next few days and the joys of fatherhood, he gets things turned around. Right. Uh, Carlos Santana, I think he hit, well, he hit two home runs this week and sort of started redeeming himself, but he's still carrying a, a 151 batting average, um, which is pretty awful. I, I looked it up. I don't have it in front of me now. I should have. I think in the last 20 years, it's like the seventh worst April batting average by any player <laughs> with, you know, with like a decent number of um so Carlos Santana, any concerns about him? The position change or Ugh. I don't know where to start on that one because honestly I I can't I can't explain it. We've I think sort of crunched the numbers ad nauseum on on the site and other than aside from, you know, some bad luck, maybe he's not hitting as many line drives as he was last year. I don't think there, as far as I can tell, there doesn't seem to be anything fundamentally wrong with his approach. Uh, and it just seems like he's straining, though. It seems like he's trying too hard. But, you know, I'm I'm really loath to attribute any kind of struggles to, you know, anything like mental weakness. That's the big, that's the big, uh, right. oh, he's, he's, He's whining about uh, being moved to third base, and I don't, I don't buy any of that. But I also don't really have a reasonable explanation for why he's struggling the way he is. Right. It's pretty well, clear you, that his. Oh, uh, sorry. I was just going to say it's pretty clear that his uh, his elite batting eye hasn't gone anywhere. I mean, he's still walking right. at an incredible rate. Yeah. So he hasn't just forgotten how to play baseball. So yeah, I think I, I mean, like you know. said, his, his, the batting eye is still there. His plate discipline is still there, and I mean, and that's I mean, that he has elite plate plate discipline. Um, I, I, he's made terrible contact on some hits. He's had a lot more, you know, sort of like infield or lazy fly balls. Yeah, um, pop ups behind the plate. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like his approach is any different. And you know, again, and he hit two home runs this week. I, I I've 
he, he's my favorite player on the team. And I don't, you know, that doesn't mean what it did to me when my favorite player was, you know, Jim Tomei or even when it was Grady Side. Right, or, right. Uh, but I'm, I'm certainly going to be overly prone to defending him. And so I've never, you know, this entire month have I been down on him and have spent way too much time and energy in the comments defending him to, to other people. <laughs> Um, yeah, but there I, is a point I, I, where I'm you're like, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping you know if he's yeah. still run, the All Star break rolls around, and you know his April is going to feel like a distant memory. That's what I'm hoping. I you mean, mentioned the third. I remember, visit, you, know, him, you mentioned him pressing because of third base, and there was, you know, at one point he said the adjustment, you know, wasn't easy and it was affecting him and. I think people who wanted to put him down latched on to that. He was, as you said, you know, sort of whining Absolutely. about it. When in the context of the conversation, he was clearly asked something like, is it affecting you? And he said, yeah, you know, it is a little bit, but, you know, I'm going to get through this. Um, yeah. Again, I think it's just an example of fans. You know, you've got your, your own stance on things and you, you try to, you know, you twist everything to make it kind of support the way you already see someone. Right. I love Carlos. And I think I, I do too. I, I'm I'm with you. He's probably my current favorite and it's he's just he's the type of guy, I mean, to be cliche, but he's the type of guy that you just want to root for. He's never shown any anything other than total like determination to do what to do what it takes to, to try and succeed and you know, it's the kind of guy that, especially as Cleveland fans, like you want to root for, like the hard-working, blue-collar kind of guy. And right. it doesn't hurt that he's an all-star, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, really, think... it's really tough to watch him struggle. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, it, it was a blip. His his batting average on balls in play is crazy low. It's like 164. Yeah, um, it's absurd. <laughs> so... I'm not, he's not someone I'm worried about. I've got concerns about Nick Swisher. I've got concerns about Michael Bourne. I've got concerns about some of the pitchers. I, I think Carlos Santana should be way far down on any tribe fans list of worries. Yeah, I, I agree. He's, he's of all the people that have been struggling. He's probably the one I'm most confident that, ah, he'll figure it out. Him, yeah. him and Jason Kipnis, for some reason, I just, I have that feeling whenever they're struggling, they'll figure it out. Yeah, me too. I'm. But, there still hasn't been official word on Kipnis. Uh, you know, he came out of the game the other day, didn't play last night. And it's been reported that Jose Ramirez is coming up from Columbus tomorrow, but they haven't said who hmm. for. I have to think it means Kipnis is going on the DL. Uh, we yeah, don't know that I, sure. I, it, it wouldn't seem in, in line with Terry Francona's MO that he'd, uh, you know, be – sending Elliot Johnson down or, or, or <laughs> doing something with Jason Giambi because we, right. we know there's sort of a, a love affair <laughs> of sorts with Jason Giambi. <laughs> Quite a love affair. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't know what, I, don't, I don't know what else it could be other than a DL stint for Kipnis. Yeah. Which, you know, if it is, you know, if he's out two weeks, it's not the end of the world. Uh, right. He's the best there's player, so many other black holes year. in the lineup. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but there's there's so many other black holes in the lineup that I don't think missing uh, missing Kipnis is going to be a deal breaker for if it's for a few weeks. If it's anything right. more than that, though, that is not good for the rest of the season. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's you, sort of the cliche of you can't win the division in April, but you can lose it. And 
I, you know, the Indians right. aren't out of it, but it it gets late quick when you, you know, when you lose a bunch of, you know, a six-game losing streak and falling five and a half games out of first place. Someone, I think, uh, someone did the research in the comments today at Let's Go Tribe and, and figured out how yeah. many teams have been five games under. And, you know, in the last 10 years, it was, you know, I think – three out of 30 teams who were five games under at the end of April, you know, finished with, you know, I don't remember if it was 90 wins or made the playoffs, but it was a, a 10% thing that wasn't especially encouraging. Right. They, right. they need to get things turned around. Uh, so, and to try to get things turned around, Carlos Carrasco has been moved out of the starting rotation. He, I've never been especially high in him. So I was probably, quick to give up on him this year, although in some ways he hasn't been as yeah. bad as I think some people think. But he's in the bullpen. So someone's got to come up. It's going to be Trevor Bauer, Josh Tomlin. Where do you stand on that? Well, I know there was a big discussion about suppressing Trevor Bauer's service time the other day. Um, and I think this the decision between Bauer and Tomlin is sort of – I don't know. I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but it sort of seems like it's a decision between do we want to win this year or not? Because I think Trevor Bauer gives you the best chance to win. Uh, Josh Tomlin, he may perform adequately, but he's not, I don't think he's a sure, I mean, neither of them are a sure bet, but I think getting Trevor Bauer up here gives us a chance to win games. And if it's a matter, I don't know. I think if it gets down to the, the nitty gritty details about suppressing service time. I don't think we're really, we're really asking the right questions about, you know, where we want to be this year, but right. I'm not, I'm not sure. I've, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I've never been a hundred percent confident about my understanding of service time and right. things like that. So I don't want to comment too much about it, but well, my I think what we settled on the other here. day, and I'm not an expert on it either, but from what I dug into and a couple of our, our readers who are probably a little more knowledgeable about it than I am, it seemed like coincidentally uh, May 6th, the day the Indians need someone, would leave exactly enough days left in the year for Bauer to be brought up and not quite tip over to a full season. And I don't know if that's accurate mm -hmm. or not, but that was the thinking that, right. in which case, even if you're worried about his service time, it apparently, in terms of how many years he's under team control, wouldn't be an issue. And you can kind of just pick right. whoever you think you want. Right. Uh, I'm and with I, you. I, I actually, our ceiling is a lot higher. Uh, and so I do lean towards him. I leaned much harder towards him an hour ago. I don't know if you, I'm sure you haven't, uh, but Josh Tomlin pitched, for Columbus tonight and pitched a complete game shutout with three hits, no oh. walks, 10 strikeouts, 89 pitches, and 70 of them were strikes, um, which well, well, qualifies okay. as, a, as a Maddox, which is a big thing for me. I don't know how often they have them. Yes. Anyway, Tom was at least making a case. Which he certainly is. is a nice problem to have, I guess. They're, they're, they've both pitched really well this month, which is nice. Yeah, I think I think the the difference the difference for me is that um, Tomlin has sort of had some chances in the majors, and right. what he's what he's shown in the majors, I I don't think he's likely to get much better than that, and what he's shown is not great. Whereas I think, like you said, Trevor Bauer has a much much higher ceiling. And I'm very much on the. I very much 
subscribe to the there's no such thing as a pitching prospect kind of school of thinking. If you've got a hot young live arm and he can contribute to contribute to your team now, can help you win games now, I think we get him up here as soon as we can and try and help him try and let him help the team. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's he got called up to make the spot start in I think like the second week of the season, and he pitched well then, and he's looked really good in the minors. I, I've been really encouraged by how much better he's been doing than he did last year. And yeah. you know, again, a week ago, I thought Danny Salazar needed some time down, and I never wanted Carrasco in the rotation, so I was in favor right. of trying Bauer and Tomlin both out. Uh, yeah, I think for, I, I think what we'll find out is if they think Bauer's done enough that they're, you know, that they're comfortable with him sticking up. I don't think it makes any sense to bring him up and send him back down. You know, he's done spot starts are all he's really done for the Indians. And if they bring him up, right. I think it should be to stick. Uh, bring him up. I bought into him up, yeah. at this point. And I think if they have, they'll bring him up and, and leave Tomlin down his crazy game tonight, notwithstanding. Yeah. And then, you know, I yeah, mean, there's I, – Bauer comes up, there's a good chance Tomlin's still going to meet it, need it at some point. I mean, someone's going to get hurt or something. It's You need pitchers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone think, else? Uh, what... You don't think Sagan? Oh, I was going to say, when was the last time the Indians went to a full season with only five pitchers? I think 2005, right? <laughs> yeah, I think they made like five 160 of 160. Something pretty absurd that year. Something absurd, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the minors, and we're on a six-game losing streak, so let's find something good to talk about. Francisco Lindor, <laughs> who I like to bring up as often as I can on these things. Um, yeah. And then, you know, so I guess the the counter part of that conversation is Drupal Cabrera. Um, if and there's a lot of uncertainty in this. Who knows how the Indians are going to be doing? But if the decision was up to you, how soon is Francisco Lindor in Cleveland? Whew, man, that's so. Yeah, if we can rewind a bit to talk about biggest disappointments this season, can I can I bring up his Drupal Cabrera? Oh sure, um, by all means. Yeah, that is a really tough question. I I honestly am shocked to see. I thought last year was like okay, he had a down year. He had a really bad year. I'm really shocked to see that maybe he's just not very good anymore. Um, <laughs> that's something that's difficult for me as an Indian fan to live with because I've always really, really liked his Drupal Cabrera. I don't, I don't know what to say about this. And I think, again, trying not to comment too much about the service time types of issues. Right. I think, I think we've got a, a little bit longer rope with Lindor because, uh, like I said about Kipnis, just just because, like, as Drupal Cabrera playing badly, everyone else is playing badly, so removing him out of the lineup is not going to automatically make us a contender, even if Lindor sets the world on fire. Um, so in that case, I'm sort of more inclined to just let Cabrera play the year out or whether we trade him at the deadline, if anybody wants him, who knows. But ride out Cabrera's last year under contract and, uh, you know, keep Lindor in, waiting in the wings until 2015. I don't really see... At, at this point in the season, like the way things have been going, I don't see the benefit of bringing him up. Um, I mean, even the summer, I don't see the point of, of bringing him up and uh, and starting a service clock. Right. Yeah, I don't either. I think, I mean, he's 
he's doing well. So he's done well at every level. He's doing well in double A right now. And I think he should, you know, he'll be sent up to triple A probably after the all-star break. And I think when the minor league season ends, especially if the Indians are out of contention, give the fans something, call them up for September, you know, let them play a few games and try to sell a few yep. tickets. Uh, and yep, then, absolutely. yeah, hope that he's you know, ready to go for 2015. And but there's a lot of Indian fans who are, one, they talk about trade Cabrera, and I'm with you. I don't think he doesn't have any trade value right now. Uh, no. And then I there's mean, other people who talk about, well, just... you know, make the qualifying offer to him and take the draft pick. You can't make him the qualifying offer. You can't $14.5 million next year. There's no way he gets the qualifying offer. Unless he, you know, no. if he turns things around and bats 320 the rest of the season, but he's not getting a qualifying I, uh, It's really hard to see that happening. Yeah, it, 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 it's a shame because he, I don't know, he he is the one enduring memory from the 2007 season. Like, he's the only, he's the only right. player still yeah. around from that run. Yeah. Yep. And he was really instrumental in that in that playoff run. So yeah. it, it's just it's like emotionally, it's kind of just really sad to see him have ha, have it, uh, having seen him fall so far. Sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I'm I'm with you. Like he's not getting a qualifying offer, and he doesn't really have any trade value right now. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I, mean, he, I think that's the most overused out. kind of like fan crutch is, oh, we can sign him because you'll just trade him if it doesn't work out. It's like, no, if it doesn't right. work out, you can trade him. I mean, you can trade him if you pay yeah. 90% of his salary, but then what's the point? I, th- I think fans exactly. tend to phrase as like an easy out that doesn't actually exist that often. No, I think, uh, well, I think we let him ride out free agency for the whole off season and then try and sign him to a, 2011 Grady Sizemore contract. <laughs> Ooh, there's an interesting thought. Uh, give me, it's May 1st. Give me who's going to be the Indians player of the month for May. Let's, let, that'll be our last topic here. Player of the month for May. Uh, you know, just because I, I, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to say Danny Salazar. Ooh. I'm going to go for it. I'm encouraged by the last start. I want to, I want to get on the hype train. I want it to be real. <laughs> I like the optimism there. Uh, I guess if I asked, I should pick someone. I, I will go all in in my own direction. I'll say Carlos Santana. I'm going to say he's back on it. I say he hits, he hits five or six home runs this month, and, and I spend a lot of time feeding people crow in the comments. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, Phil, thank like you for, for taking the time to join me tonight. We'll, we'll definitely do this again later in the season. And, yeah, uh, hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good night. Hey, you too. Okay, that was Phil Karras, one of our, our writers at Let's Go Tribe. Uh, yeah, the six-game losing streak. Indians off today, blessedly. Uh, they return home to face the White Sox this weekend. Like I said earlier, Jose Ramirez, uh, second base prospect, it's been announced that he'll be joining the team. Presumably, that means Kipnis is going on the DL. Uh, A pitching decision coming in the next few days, either Trevor Bauer or Josh Tomlin getting called up. They're both pitching really well. Uh, Tomlin pitched an incredible game tonight. I don't know who he was facing. Maybe he was facing the Bad News Bears. But uh, 10 strikeouts, no walks, three hits, complete game shutout, 89 pitches. 70 of them strikes. Uh, He and Bauer both look like interesting options right now. 
yeah, White Sox this weekend. The homestand continues next week with four games against the Twins, so seven games against the teams who are expected to be the weak sisters of the AL Central, but right now the Indians are the weak sisters. So hopefully the losing streak's behind them. Hopefully a winning streak's about to start, and uh, hopefully the next time we talk, the Indians are out of the cellar and we're talking about them as a contender again. Thanks for listening. This is Jason Lucart, and this has been Let's Talk Tribe.